Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Carefully you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome, Boot to the Face, episode 84. I am your host, Chris Rucker, here with Marty Vasquez. We are living the corona life. Both of us are now essential. Marty, how is California out there now that you are back to work? Feels like a little bit of normalcy has come back. Um, It's it's fantastic because I was getting starting to go crazy. Stuck in my house, barely leaving. I mean, I would go four, five days without going out, without leaving my house. Um, I would leave just to fucking drive down the street and come back just to get out of the house, get some fresh air blowing in my face, you know. Um, but it's nice. It's I mean, driving to work, which is normally between 45 minutes to an hour, and it's only, I can get there in 35. Um, not deal, Not working with people directly, so it's fantastic. Um, it's, it's nice. It's, it's people out here are being stupid though. I mean, today some counties are trying to open up like the parks and the lakes and stuff like that, which is, I think stupid. I think, I think people, I think they need to go back to start opening stuff up, but I think they need to do certain things differently. I don't think they should open up the public like beaches. The other day, like, this last week, it hasn't even been opened yet. And the beach looked like it was the middle of the summer because it was packed. And it's That's crazy. It's just fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, other than that, no, that's good, man. It's good to be back at work. I love, I love what I do. So not being in, stuck at home, um, picking and choosing what customers I help. That, it's kind of nice. Uh, but my doors are locked, so it's not like people are walking in my my store. So that's nice too. I um, I've been working the whole time, and Georgia decided. Our governor decided we were going to start opening stuff back up Friday, like gyms and shit like that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I missed the gym and didn't think I would. Like, I'd only go maybe three, five times a week. But that little bit helped me keep off, like, the weight that I've put on since then. Because now I'm I'm trying to do stuff, man. But it's hard to get motivated when you're just, like, sitting around all fucking day, like, drinking and eating so drinking well, who, i don't even know what you're talking about there yeah I, I need to have a conversation with myself about that um i, I, I had that conversation with myself this morning um, <laughs> i had a real heart to heart because uh, i'm <laughs> fucking still feeling it um i, yeah. I mean that bottle of jamo i bought lasted the trivomania last night it wasn't a, it wasn't like a 750 it was only like a you know 325 or whatever it is so it wasn't that it wasn't that but oh 350 so it wasn't that much it was a smaller bottle um but i think i went to like almost a six pack of ginger ale drinking that shit i'm like ah yeah the one nice thing is that if i would have drank that same amount of content at the bar it probably would have been like a 120 dollar fucking tab so that's positive yeah, that's always a good thing. I mean, you're drinking more, but you're saving money, which is odd. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, what I was saying was we we opened up like gyms and hair salons and 
massage parlors and, and you know I, shit that makes no sense like, like it's uh, it's impossible to go to those places and not be in close contact with people right and they open up restaurants with a little restriction so i think what's going to happen is until they come up with a vaccine for this or cure or whatever we're going to have to i mean shit's going to open back up and you're just going to have to adjust how you do stuff like you know they opened up stuff on friday i haven't left my house since friday Besides, like, just go outside and kind of run and shit. Like, I hadn't been to the store or any of that. I go back to work tomorrow. My family doesn't leave the house. Like, we're we're here. We go outside every day just to just to not be on top of each other and go stir crazy. But I think people are gonna have to be smart and you know the the dumbasses out there just let them do their thing. I guess let them go and quote unquote have fun. And if they get it, they say I told you so. Or if they don't get it, they say, I told you so, but I'd rather not chance it. So until something happens, we're going to do what we do. I don't know how my gym membership is going to go because I don't really feel comfortable going in there. And they're about to start charging us again. So I might just put mine on hold. Um, we're already into it, Marty. Tell everybody where they can find us and shit like that before we keep going. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at boot to the face underscore. And you can find us on Twitter at boot to the face. And then you can download us. If you listen to us, you already know we can download us. But if you want to share it with everybody else so they can pull us up and listen to us, rate us, like us, subscribe to us, they can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, FullPressRadio.com. Um, we're all over the place. If you can find a podcast, if it's a podcast app, you can guarantee we're probably there. Uh this weekend we recorded Trivomania with Talkomania, which was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to producer Ian for putting it all together over on Full Press. Full Press is the home of Boot to the Face and Talkomania, and we've been cool with them since the beginning. They kind of got us hooked up over there, which is which has been good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I won't give away spoilers. We won't talk about that. But if you want to hear endings, just to put it that way. If Controversial endings. Drunk Marty in all his glory and Dez and J Bomb along with myself for it was almost two hours. I mean, we went there was like a ten minute ninja turtle out of nowhere talk because Dez has this damn Raphael figurine that looks realistic as hell. Um J Bomb got fucked up. <laughs> I know. I mean I Surprise. don't know I don't, I don't know who was uh who made the bigger appearance, the boozer weight or Drunk Marty? I'm pretty sure it's leaning yeah. towards the boozer weight. It was when definitely it, a it was definitely a contest for for the ages between those two. Um, so Jay just sent the thing out that he's editing that now. You'll be able to find that in audio form, but if you want to watch it, you'll have to go to go to Talkamania's Twitter, and I'm sure they have it pinned somewhere where you can just click the link. You can see all of us. Uh, you can see what was going on in the chat. Thanks to everybody in the chat that showed up. I saw some names on there this morning. Robert Custis, Jerry O'Brien, EJ Reed, uh, Chick Foley show was there. Uh, Pete, Pete jumping. I don't know if Pete was there. I didn't see, like I only watched a couple, a couple minutes of it. If I'm leaving anybody out, I apologize, but thanks for showing up and showing the support. Hopefully it was as fun for y'all to watch as it was for us to do because it was enjoyable as hell. And thanks to J-Bomb for putting it together. He said he worked like 
five hours on all the editing and questions and shit like that. So and still got uh, the answers wrong to some of them. Got the questions wrong. Got the answers wrong. Got the scores wrong. Like nah, it, was, it was just uh, a it was, it was a, a royal time. rumble at the end. It was, it was fantastic. I had a damn good time on that. Yeah, Literally, so Royal Rumble at the end. Wait, wait, fantastic. <laughs> so it's, check that, that out. Hold when on, it comes that out. finish it's the finish of Trivia Mania takes me back to Wrestle or Royal Rumble 2000. Did The Rock win or did The Big Show win? Or was it Royal Rumble uh, when Vince came out and tore both his quads? <laughs> <laughs> it was Dez, Dez trying to wrangle everybody in at the end, tore both his quads and just gave up, sitting on his ass against the bottom rope. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, did you make any purchases this week? Because I made one. I got a delivery. I got a couple of deliveries, actually. Um, Wrestling-wise, I did not. But I did buy, uh, ordered um, some some new stuff for, you know, workstation. I basically redid, a, like, I redid my house um, to kind of make a little bit more of a fluid workstation. Uh, so I, I, I ordered a desk. And then they ordered, called you back to work. Right, exactly. A desk. <laughs> Literally, the day, the morning I ordered it, I woke up like a couple hours later, and I had text messages and calls from my boss to come in the next day. I'm like, shit, I can't, I can't come in on this day because uh, I still need this day off because I have shit from Amazon showing up at my front door. I'm not letting it sit outside. Uh, so I got like a, I haven't, I got, the chair showed up a week early. It was supposed to be here next week and showed up yesterday. So I have to put. I didn't have time before yesterday to put that together. So I had to put that together. Bought it. So I got a new office chair. I got me a desk. Um, got me some uh, stuff for my mic. But other than that, that's that's about as far as it goes. Uh, purchases wise this week. Um, but no, just it's just getting tired of working in a little corner. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't have a desk. I had my fucking computer like just crammed onto like a TV tray, and that's what I've been working on for like the last six months. Um, it was like, yeah, I can't do that shit. I'm trying to edit some stuff and try to build, put some stuff together. And just having space where you can do stuff is just so much easier now. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, buy a house for that because I'm kind of tired of sitting at the kitchen table. And I have to kick everybody out of the out of the room because I've tried to do it in my bedroom, but I can't hardwire connect in my bedroom. And the the one or two times I've tried it in there, we've had, we've lost connection and shit like that. So... I literally have to tell everybody, all right, in an hour and a half, like you can't come in the kitchen or the living room because I'll be sitting at the dining room table recording. So when we buy a house, man, it's going to be so much easier for me to do stuff. I'll be able to get a, a workstation and put all my shit up that's showing up. Um, I had a couple of deliveries this week. The first one I'll talk about, I didn't really care. I'm not going to say I don't care for it. I don't want to shit on it, but it wasn't what I thought it would be, and that was the pro wrestling crate. It was... The USA theme, uh, the wrestlers were Cody, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Lex Luger, uh, Kurt Angle, Dusty Rhodes, and somebody else. Uh, if I'm giving away spoilers for the people that are doing pro wrestling crate, I know that's a big thing. Then you can just fast forward for like a minute and a half. But it was a Kurt Angle shirt and a Dusty Rhodes shirt. Two shirts that I, I'm going to keep. But but uh, it's like I wouldn't buy them. Like, if they were standalone shirts, I wouldn't buy them and I wouldn't wear them, like, on my own. I was very disappointed that it wasn't a Lex Express shirt. I thought they missed a boat with that. There was a little Lex Luger pin, like a Cody sticker, a Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, 
I don't know what you'd call the little like doll rubber things, thumb yeah. wrestler or some shit like that. I have a whole like, box of those yeah. things. And then uh, Flip Gordon was the 8x10 autograph, which is a pretty dope picture. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine everything in that box that I just mentioned that's not a t-shirt with some stuff from the NWO box that I got, like pins and uh, there's a, a Hulk Hogan poster that or an NWO poster that I'm giving to... Uh, that I'm giving to Robert Custis. And then there's a couple other things in there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to combine all that together and I'm going to make like a little charity auction, like a dollar. And everybody that enters it, you can enter as many times as you want. I'm going to pick a winner in like two weeks. And then all the, all the money received is going to go to like children's healthcare of Atlanta out here. That's a big, uh, close to our heart thing. I was talking to my wife about it and she kind of talked me into that one. We were going to do the COVID-19 fund, but Children's Healthcare of Atlanta with all the shit that we went through last year would be a better one. So if you're out there and you want to enter to win that box that I'm going to give away, we'll come up with details with that, like probably this week. Uh, And then the big purchase I got, my rock replica world title belt. Well, that was a shipment. I thought you bought another belt this week also, though. Didn't you buy that Triple H 25th anniversary belt? (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, it'll be on sale, though, pretty soon because ain't nobody buying that shit. So if you're a Triple H fan, just wait it out like a couple weeks and you'll probably be able to get that shit for like 100 bucks. That thing was trash. Even uh, Tyler, who who I go back and forth with about Triple H and The Rock, he was on the uh, live unboxing video and he was like, that thing looks way better than that shit Triple H came out with. And he's like the biggest Triple H fan in the world. So... When the Triple H people are shitting on that belt, like, I don't understand that belt, Marty. I don't either. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. The side plates, everything, everything about it, it's just like, just, we've got to get a belt out this week to celebrate Triple H. Let's just put everything together, and here it is. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't get it. Like, why would you make... Like, all right, say the Rock's belt that we're going to talk about in a second. Obviously, it was something that they had had made for TV, so they just kind of took it like that. But even like Hogan and and Bret Hart and HBK, they gave them all the winged eagle belt, and then they kind of personalized the strap and shit like that on there. Why would you make like a biker? It looks, I don't know what it looks like. It just looks like shit. It's got like his iron cross on there as like the, the face plate. I get what they were trying to do, but why not put that on the actual plate instead of making it bigger around the plate? Like, first off, you can't wear that belt. Secondly, most wrestling fans like myself are overweight, so you definitely can't wear that belt because it's got all that extra shit on it. Thirdly, it looks like a mix between a world title and, like, a vinyl record. Yeah. And, like, some shit you see on Sons of Anarchy. Like, Triple H is not... uh, a fucking uh, Mad Max character, even if he did ride a dirt dobbler or whatever the fuck it's called out there. But anyway, enough about the fuck Triple H. We're talking about the Rock's belt. This thing is fantastic. It's heavy. It's uh, the art stuff on it is good. Like my favorite part of it is the Brahma Bull is not the same like depth as the rest of it. It comes up. It's like a mountain. There's a huge curve in it. Like the thing is fantastic. I paid. More money than I wanted to, but like I said last week, I wanted to get it before it sold out, and I'm glad I did. Like, it's, I can't wait, like I said, to buy a house 
and be able to start displaying all this shit that I'm collecting in my office for podcasting and watching football and shit like that. So that was my purchase of the week. It's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, no, that I saw that video and everything you were posting, and that yeah, that belt looks fantastic. Looks like you can't separate yourself from it, so it's part of your body now. But hey, no, I. <laughs> It's it's in my closet. Like I have a uh, my wife cleaned our closet out the other day, and she made like space for me to put shit. I think I sent J Bomb a picture, and there's like three belts in there, all in their little wrap. And I just keep going and like getting that one out and just sprawling it out across the couch. And my kids are looking at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" She's like, "Mind your business. Go back to your room. This has nothing to do with you." Um, <laughs> so, all right. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We'll get into some wrestling. Here at Boot to the Face, episode 84. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Episode 84 of Boot to the Face, your favorite pro wrestling podcast. Marty, let's talk some wrestling. We can do Wrestler of the Week. We can do... uh, we can talk about AEW double or nothing. Like we're very discombobulated right now. So, which way do you want to go? I'm sorry, you broke out right there, so I didn't even hear you say. I apologize. Uh, let's do wrestler of the week. Let's do the second ever Santana Garrett wrestler of the week award. And we had a bit of a a bit of a disagreement. So what I'm going to do is I'll let you decide who the wrestler of the week is this week, just because you probably watch more wrestling than I did. Well, um, I really didn't watch all the NXT or pay attention too much to NXT, and I know that's where your pick's coming from. Um, and after I looked and seen what happened, I get it. It's understandable. Um, how, yeah, I mean, you got you, you said Dexter Loomis. I went Drew McIntyre. Uh, I feel like as the champion and for what he did on the show, I think, I think McIntyre is looking stronger and stronger as a champion every week that passes by. Um, and this week he's got, like the dude's got two feuds going on right now. He's got one with Seth Rollins for the title, and then he's also taking on the Vega Three and kicking their ass um, to the point where he beat the hell out of Andrade and them the first part of the night, and then went on to have a match to end the night against them, uh, and did it in in an extremely dominant fashion both times to where. Uh, and it kind of gives some discord the way he beat the hell out of Andrade to where uh, Theory and Garza didn't even want to go help Andrade. You know, <laughs> like what the hell? And you know, Zelina's out there just like, what the hell are you guys doing? Get your asses in there and help. Uh, but I think Drew McIntyre on the mic, in the ring, uh, running both feuds. I think I think the dude. Uh, I mean, he's had some good performances before. Um, is getting better, but I think this week this has probably been the best I've seen him all around um, in a while. I mean, he's got you know does good promos here, he has great, good matches here, but like his matches haven't been the best. But I think felt like this week like, his match with Theory or Garza wasn't too bad. It actually made me actually enjoyed watching the Garza match, um, but I got more out of it. So for me personally, I, I feel like it has to go to McIntyre this week. Uh, just due to he, him being a champion and being a dominant champion and showing why he essentially is the face of the company right now. First off, Charlie would be very disappointed at you that you're talking shit about Garza like that. Fuck Garza. Uh, um, 
I think, you know, we, we talked a lot about how the empty arena stuff is going to affect some people. And I think it's hurting Drew because you just said it's the best work he's done since he's been in WWE. You just talked really good about him for like five minutes. And I'm sitting here thinking I rarely see it because even a wrestling fan like me that watches damn near everything, I I enjoy the empty arena stuff, but I also fast forward a lot of it now. Like shit that I don't really care about, like Drew McIntyre, I fast forward through and rarely see it. I think with the ratings, like Raw's under 2 million people every week now. Like they're having trouble drawing. AEW is like in between six and 700,000. NXT is like 600,000. SmackDown's under 2 million. So all the people that would normally see this stuff that's going on, like the shit's being wasted, I think. And Drew McIntyre and his title run is one of them. Um, you already saw the reports that Vince is thinking that the ratings are low because Brock isn't champion. <laughs> so, not no, not even just champion that Brock isn't there. So all you people that shit on Brock all the time, if you don't want him to have the title back, you better start tuning in the USA Network at eight o'clock. Because I don't know if you saw Vince on Friday night, but that some bitch is off his rocker right now. Like yeah. Vince, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that shit was about. Even though I enjoyed him talking shit about Triple H, um, it, it was uh they they definitely pulled back the curtain though. Um, on that, even I've, I don't remember I've ever heard him call Triple H like Paul or anything like that on on air. Yeah, and you know he, they they pulled the pulled it back and let it happen. I did think it was hilarious as fuck because he basically just like turned the lights off on them and kicked their asses out. That was pretty cool. But I think he does. I think, be a, he does not look good though. I'd be like, I mean, he's damn near eighty years old. I know. Man. I, I think know, he looks fine like, for a guy his no, no. age. I think he looks fine. Yeah, but he can tell he's definitely like senile. He's definitely losing some stuff there. He's turning. He's like the opposite spectrum of Jr. Where Jr. is just a pervert. Vince is just going crazy. Um, but but getting I back feel to like Drew, if you, if you were to ask him to like do his Vince McMahon walk, he might break a hip or just fucking pop his knee or something. Oh yeah, he didn't do that. That's why he didn't walk down into the ring. Like, he wouldn't have been able to get that far. But getting back to Drew, man, I I do feel like, you know, I'm not a Drew fan, but I feel bad for him because he's finally the champ. He's finally the guy, and people aren't there for it because it's in the middle of a pandemic. And, I mean, you can't get mad at people for for not watching. But at the same time, the first night of the NFL draft this week had 15 million viewers. Like, <laughs> so people are starving to watch something, and for whatever reason, it's not wrestling. I don't know what the well, answer gotta, is. You gotta, well, you got to look at it this way. We're getting wrestling. Uh, getting a lot of wrestling, and we're not getting any other sports. And the draft was the first sign of any kind of new sports that's out there. You know, yeah. right? We should we, we should be three weeks into the to the, the major league baseball season right now, and we're not. We you know NBA we should be getting ready. For, you know the playoffs should be ramping up. We're not NHL playoffs should be happening, and they're not. You know March Madness was a month ago and never happened. It's, you know, all this stuff that people are, are, are just fiending for this stuff to happen. We, you know, we get wrestling. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch wrestling until Friday night, Saturday morning, or Saturday night. Like, that's when I'd watch all my all my wrestling. And it's gotten to the point. And, and actually, I'm trying to go back to it now because I, I stopped watching Monday Night Wrestle or Raw on Monday nights because it was, you know, they were, they were an hour to an hour and a half of post-match or pre-match or, um, old matches or old pay-per-view matches to do the storylines. 
and I would just wait and like I'll just fast forward through it and I'll watch the entire event in an hour. Um, now it's starting to get back into like full content and, and full like ma- you know match on cards. So now it's starting to get enjoyable again to watch it. <clears throat> you know um, the the crazy thing is like for a guy like me, I don't enjoy Raw right now in the way it's formatted because I'm more into the story. But they're putting on like long three segment wrestling matches now. So for all the people that claim they enjoy wrestling, I don't understand why you're not watching it. Um I mean, what else have you got to do? Like, I don't know. I I think it's more to it. I think you can't just say well, there's no sports, so everybody was clamoring for it. Like, everybody's at home. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you should be watching wrestling, but they're not. Is the product shitty? And you can't just say it's WWE because NXT's ratings have taken a big hit. Not NXT, I'm sorry, AEW. Like, they were close to a million most weeks. And for the last couple of weeks, they've been at 600,000. Um, as a matter of fact, until this past week, NXT had beaten them in the ratings for two or three weeks in a row. So... I know ratings aren't the end-all, be-all, but at the same time, that's how these companies are making money right now. They're not getting anything at the gate. So if they don't start getting ratings, you know, how long is it before TNT, USA, Fox are all like, hey, we need to go back to the negotiating table because we paid for one thing and you're giving us half of that. Yeah, but I don't think they can really do that. I mean, they. I think that, yeah, they want their, they want their ratings and stuff, but at the same time, it's... You know, half the shit they put out, like even those networks I'm putting out, they're not getting any feed, any return on investment from anyone else because they're just playing reruns on old shit where the only thing that's coming in is wrestling. Like, that's the only thing new that they're Yeah, but nobody's about. watching. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, it, it's, you know, there's businesses out there. You can't expect them to perform when they're half the shit's closed down. You know what I mean? Uh, and they just got the, the go-ahead to start recording and doing shit again like two weeks ago. Before that, they were they were playing old matches, and maybe that's why people have tuned out because they're, they've been playing you know an hour long of a last year's WrestleMania match or a Royal Rumble or whatever the Elimination Chamber. Right, you know, but AEW has been full go. Yeah, full but AEW is also only two hours. Okay, so, but, but their their no, ratings but, still are taking Monday, a hit too. But Monday Night Raw is three hours, and people are tuning out. And it's like one of those things, like, you know, you start tuning out something because you don't like what's going on there, and then they start changing it. Well, you're not tuning in to know that they changed it, so you haven't gone back yet, if that makes sense. But at the same time, AEW show is the only show they have, and it's only two hours, so why are their ratings taking a hit? Uh, that, that I don't have an answer for you. Um, I was on... I wasn't on. I listened to... While I was cooking dinner this week, uh, Vince's address to shareholders and shit, you know, because I'm a WWE shareholder. Uh, and the, the the one thing I took away from it was he was asked, you know, where do you see this stuff going in the future? And he basically said he thinks that the live event experience is about to change. Like he doesn't expect fans to be there anytime soon. And he doesn't know when or if. They will ever get 70,000 people at a WrestleMania and 20,000 people at a Monday Night Raw or even 5,000. Like he went as low as to say 5,000 people that he doesn't know when or if that's ever going to happen. So my question to you is when this is all over, if it ever is over, are we ever going to go back to filling up arenas and shit like that? Because from what Vince was saying, he doesn't think it will be. He think people are going to be cautious and not want to go sit shoulder to shoulder with people and before you answer like 
let's just give an example. Like when me and you went to ROH here in Atlanta, like we were on top of each other in there. Are you going to want to go to an arena like that again with a bunch of motherfuckers that don't wear deodorant? Clearly, they're not washing their hands. Yeah, if it's I, like a, if it's like that, then absolutely not. But if it's like an outdoor arena, or if it's you know the Staples Center or the Honda Center out here in California, where like the seats aren't as packed in, like they're obviously the seats are closed, but they have redone the seats in the last couple of years to where they actually got more space to them. Yeah, I'm still gonna go. Maybe not right away. It might take you know. I'm not gonna, probably not going to go to like five, four or five events a year anymore. Or I think this is right now. It may take uh, you know six months to a year before I do. But I'm absolutely still going to go to events. I'm still going to go to football games. I'm still going to go to you know baseball games. There's no question about. It. I'm you, you're more packed into a, on a baseball stadium than you are in an arena watching wrestling. Uh, I, when things get start clearing up and, and get to the point where we can be in public without that concern or as much of it. Then absolutely, you can't can't go the rest of life and, and just worry about this because it's, it's not it's not a viable or sustainable way. And I have no problem going to a wrestling event packed into a house, you know, seventy five thousand people next year in L A. I I hope it happens because it's I be have in no, Atlanta because I have no problem. It's going to be in Atlanta because Kemp doesn't give a shit. He's like, hey, if y'all don't want to do it in L.A., we got a big-ass stadium here we can do it in. We don't give a fuck. We're opening everything. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Vegas is on the chomp. And, like, dude, hell, they want to open up the casinos right now. She's going oh, crazy. man, did you that see? That mayor is going nuts trying to open Did you see up. her? My she goodness. put a – they asked her a question, like, well, isn't it your responsibility to figure out how you can do it safely? She was like, no, I just want to open it up. I'm not in charge of these casinos. And I showed the video to my wife, and we just both looked like, this shit must be contagious. Like, it starts from Trump, it goes to Kemp, then it goes to Texas. Next thing you know, the Vegas ladies tripping. Like, <laughs> these motherfuckers are money hungry. Um, but the, the Vegas stadium will be done before fucking L.A. stadium is. So, fucking like that happen. All right, so before we, we take our second break, Marty, I don't think, did you tell us who your wrestler of the week was? I said Drew McIntyre, man. Okay. I remember you you going on a little filibuster about Drew McIntyre. So that's your official Santana Garrett number two wrestler of the week is your WWE World Heavyweight Champion, the Scottish Psychopath. Is that still his nickname? Uh, I've, I mean, I don't. I, I think I've heard it a couple times, so it has to be, right? Pretty the sure. Scottish Psychopath, Drew McIntyre, the grown. That's a grown man there, dog. I wouldn't fight that motherfucker. Um, I think we've talked about it before, but I mean, it's only a matter of time before he Slater comes back all jacked up and, and wins the world title to make three M be the most successful fucking three man group, like to combat the shield. They'll probably stricken the shields, everything from the record book. Cause you can't even find Dean Ambrose merch on WWE shop anymore. So they'll put over three M B and then they'll reunite after. Well, I mean, you know, uh, (laughs) Jinder's ass is like waiting at home. He keeps coming out. So he's ready to come back. Uh, hell yeah, you definitely, or, um, Heath Slater's definitely going to come back all jacked up, haircut, everything, and ready to go, and win the world title. Holy shit. And then they'll reunite 3MB, and they'll stand there putting their fists together like the shield over a beaten down Roman Reigns. Uh, have you seen Roman lately? No, I haven't. Man, he's put on like at least 10 pounds of muscle. Really? Yeah, I was looking. I don't remember where I saw the picture of him at, but that's some bitches. 
he is not just sitting at home. Like, I know he's like, like I've uh, been doing. He's uh, got his cousins back and throwing out their names everywhere. I know that. Man, he, he no, but I just know he. I saw a picture of him the other day, and he looks way. We talk about this so much. Like we talk about Roman a lot. All right, the picture I saw of him was standing there in like a tank top after he's working out. I guess don't come back in the vest. Like we've brought this up before. Leave the vest at home. Burn it. The vest has coronavirus. Don't touch it. Just fucking leave it at home. Come out with different gear on. You can even keep the same attitude, but you need a new look. And I think, like, take Seth Rollins right now. Seth changes his look all the time, just like little bitty changes. The little douchey man bun right now goes perfectly with his I think I'm Jesus character. Like The, the, the actual, like, full-grown beard he's got going on to go with it. Yeah. yeah. Just little things that you can change about stuff. And Rome has just stayed the same the entire time. And I know it's not his choice. I know it's, you know. That motherfucker we saw on SmackDown the other night. So, you what wanna, we're gonna do is so just because we talked about Doug McIntyre and Seth Rollins. You know, like Pokemon always has like the little creature and then like the upgraded creature and then like the more like the power creature of that same character. How they keep like powering up. Yeah, the WWE has that too. It's like Mustafa Ali, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a little short break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some Money in the Bank. We're going to talk uh, AW Double or Nothing and how everybody's allowed to record in Florida now. And we will tell you what we don't think about the Velveteen Dream stuff. After this break, this is Boot to the Face. Here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Boot to the Face episode 84. I am your host, Chris Rucker with Marty Vasquez. Marty... Let's talk about the state of Florida. Oh, snap. Hold on. Is it every four? Why do we call this episode Randy motherfucking Moss? Shit. Just well, I guess we just did. All right, then. Anyways. <laughs> the, Ran- the Randy Moss episode. Um, and that's the only mention he's going to get. So if you're reading the title and you've tuned in and you stuck around for 30 minutes waiting on us to talk about Randy Moss, that shit ain't going to happen. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> But Dude, let's talk favorite, about I, uh, my, my, one of my favorite, like George. So back in the day, just off the topic, uh, you know, like Jordan Brand, like sponsored like, all these stuff for athletes, right? Yeah. One, I remember like one of the pair of shoes I had. It was one of my favorite pair of shoes. I had that shit forever, and I even ordered like a second pair when this was not going down. Um, the Moss like turf shoe, with, like the zipper up the the center. Dude, I fucking love those Randy Moss Jordans. They were fucking awesome. Anyways, I digress. Oh, I heard he might be coming out of retirement, going to the, Buc- the Buccaneers. Is that what I heard? Everybody else is. Um. <laughs> everybody else is. We, how are we not talking about everybody else? We'll, we'll get to, I mean. Except for, uh, what's his name? The little white champ? guy. No, the little white dude. The right receiver. Not Edelman. Oh, uh, is it Edelman? Yeah, no, Edelman. Wes Walker. Wes Walker. No, I mean the one that's playing now. Oh, I was gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Edelman. Edelman's the only one not going. Belichick's like, no, nah, dog, you staying here with me. We're going to ride this shit out together. Like, just think of Edelman. Like, the Super Bowl happens. The motherfucker, like, gets arrested for beating the shit out of a car. He shaves his beard off. Brady leaves. Gronk comes back. Gets traded. Like, Edelman's just... Dude, you shouldn't have changed your fucking beard, man. Like, the power of the beard. You just fucked it all up. You, you lost all the... Ju- he's And then he's the one that's like, he's coming back next year. 
And then Brady's like, nah, he ain't coming back next year. <laughs> yeah, I just... Element fucked it all up. Element's bad juju there. I can't wait to see Tampa, like, the dumpster fire that it's going to be in everybody. You remember the Eagles put together that team a few years ago with, like, Vic and all these guys start showing up to Philly and everybody's calling them the dream team. I think they had Vic and Vince Young, didn't they? And they were called the dream team, and they won like six games that year. Um, I think that's that was the last the last Broncos game I went to. I think was when he was in Philly, the starting quarterback. Yeah, I think came out there and played, got his ass beat by Manning. I think Tampa's not going to be nearly as good as people think they are. No, they're not. It's. I mean, you know, you can still talk about how great he is, and yeah, he's got championships, but. He's a good he's a good quarterback. He's got talent, but when you put a good quarterback in a great system, they're going to be fucking amazing. He's got he that offense down there is is prime to take off. Doesn't mean that Brady's the right fit for that offense. No, Brady's washed. I don't care what anybody says. He was in a good system. Belichick knew how to take care of him. Now he's going to a completely different team. I mean, this ain't a football podcast, and I definitely don't want to talk about Brady. Like, we're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about how the Cowboys just cleaned up on the draft this weekend. Yeah, we're not going to talk about draft picks this weekend. What's wrong? Y'all don't want to talk about how your two best players got people in their position drafted with your first two picks? (laughs) I'm sorry. That's funny to me. Aaron Rodgers is still mad. That motherfucker broke his laptop when he was watching that shit. He had to call, what is it, State Farm? <laughs> his insurance guy. <laughs> Remember him and Clay Matthews are sitting on the couch and they're throwing shit through the window? That's pretty much what happened at Aaron Rodgers' house, that first draft pick. He's like, these motherfuckers. I don't need a backup. I need that's another some, receiver. That's the offensive called, line. He called Brett Favre. He's like, bro. I'm sorry. I get it. Yeah, he's like, like I get I'm, it. I'm, I'm so, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you know all that shit I talked about you when you left. I get it, man. Is Ted Thompson still in charge there? <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, Ted Thompson's not in charge. He stepped down. Okay, I don't know. I'm not a fucking Packers shareholder or fan. Are you a shareholder with them? I am. Look at I you. Am. You you own the team, so you should be mad at yourself, letting yourself do that. I didn't get. I didn't get to go to the uh, shareholder meeting last year. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I? There was a reason why. It's always. It's in July. So Petopolis went though, right? Didn't he go walking around the? He did. Yeah. He did. Yep. 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 Um, so let's stay in the state of Florida since we're talking about Tampa. They deemed wrestling an essential job recently, and we we kind of touched on this the other day, but now it's it's come to the forefront big time. Because it's not just WWE. Everybody assumed, oh, Vince paid a lot of money and Vince did this, that, and the third. He may have, but if you're a fan of AEW, if you're a fan of Impact, if you're a fan of you know, ROH, if they choose to do it, then you should be thanking them for whatever they did. If you're a fan of wrestling during this pandemic, I don't think they should be, but I'm still going to watch sparingly. Like I'm not mad that they are. Hell, I go to work every day too, so it doesn't, you know, People that are sitting at home have a different opinion than than I do, I guess. Like, you can't shut everything down. Do I think wrestling is essential? No. But somebody else did, so. But, uh. When it comes down to whether wrestling is essential for wrestling being wrestling, it comes down to the reason why wrestling is essential is because it's on TV. And TV is considered essential. Yeah, but they don't have movie theaters still. Movies being made and TV shows still being made. So, why is wrestling still being made? 
money. That's why. Um, but like I was saying, you got AEW Double or Nothing, which will be filmed, I believe, from from Florida. Am I right? Aren't they? Okay. And right now they've they filmed all their stuff here in Atlanta at uh, a gym. So wrestling's not essential in Atlanta, but the way our governor works, like they'll probably be doing arena shows <laughs> in the next two weeks. But AEW's Double or Nothing is going to be there. I believe Impact's doing a... Uh... Well, actually, right now, as of right now, um, since MGM, obviously, Vegas has canceled everything, yeah. despite what the mayor wants, um, they're mm. currently going to be filmed in an undisclosed location, so they really haven't announced yet. But yeah, it's you, can, you can assume it's in Florida. I mean, obviously, everything going on down there, con and everything down in Jacksonville, you, yeah, it's, it's going to be in Florida. And I'm pretty sure I read somewhere, like, I, I could be wrong, so I shouldn't say this, but I'm saying it anyway. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Impact's going to be filming a uh, a pay-per-view down there as well. So, essential WWE means essential pro wrestling. Like, everybody's just going to flock to the state of Florida. How do you, how do you feel everybody. about it? Monday Banks being filmed in Connecticut. Most of it, yeah. Just that one, which has already been filmed, by the way. They, I, I saw. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I saw that they've already filmed the winner and shit like that. How do you feel about this theatrical matches that they're having? I like it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's different. Um, and one thing I will say too, like <clears throat> we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the, the arenas and stuff. Like when it first started happening, the whole empty arena was dog shit. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually enjoying it. Like, it, it really does. The, obviously, the like the the crowd may can make a break in a, in a match or an event, uh, but yeah, you miss out on the cheers and the pops for people. But at the same time, you don't have how many times have you had to hear bullshit ass you know um, chants? You deserve it. Ta, 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 ta. What on all that bullshit? You know what I mean? Like this person sucks. And it's like, dude, you guys are just saying it for the fucking. Just to be dumbasses. Like, oh, it's going to be worse when people do come back. Like anybody, crowd hadn't been able to get themselves over for months. Like wait till, wait till they get back out. Yeah, that first pop is going to be good, but as soon as they get settled in, it's going to be all attention on me. Yeah, and the fact that the WWE, like AEW, consistently changes like their stage. Like every week, it's different. So it kind of brings some, you know, kind of shakes it up a little bit. So it's not monotonous the entire time. Uh, but the WWE, they, when they, after the first couple weeks where they had like the chairs and everything there, they finally like got rid of them and they made it like a more of a closed arena and you don't have to see it, the empty stands. I, you know, it, it's not bad. Anymore. I don't mind it anymore. Look, it's actually quite enjoy. I like it. You put them on the wrestlers. Now you have the, whether it's commentary or those who sitting in on commentary or those side, you know, ringside. Um, it's fantastic. I know that people are talking about like AEW, how they're maybe doing a little bit better because they have, you know, wrestlers on the side rails cheering and stuff. And that part, I really don't care for. It's like, whatever. Cause these are people that I don't want to listen to either. Um, but no, man, it's, it's kind of grown on me. I enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be different once everything comes back to, to normal. If it does though, we actually talked about this. Uh, I called into doing the favors 100th episode, and this was one of the questions they gave me was how I enjoyed it. And I'm kind of like you, like I, it's kind of grown on me. Obviously I'd much rather have crowds there, but it's not as bad and as weird as I thought it would be. So, you know, we're, 
I guess I'm kind of going back and forth on it, but at least we're getting something like as far as pay-per-views and stuff like that. It's something to look forward to, like double or nothing. You got that weeks from now and you got money in the bank a couple of weeks from now. The fact that you know they're going to do this stuff, it's something to to kind of look forward to because there's no end in sight <laughs> for the coronavirus. It's not like we got a date where shit's going to get better. So this is kind of keeping you going as a wrestling fan with no... Like you said earlier, no hockey, no basketball, no baseball, no anything. You know, the NFL draft is gone now. Who knows when they'll be able to meet and start doing OTAs and all that. Um, So the fact they are doing this, I'm happy about that. I do like the theatrical elements that WWE is bringing to some of these matches. Um, I did go back and watch the Firefly Funhouse and the, the Boneyard match and... I liked the Firefly Funhouse as soon as I saw it. The Boneyard match, I kind of shit on it to begin with, but I liked it more the second time I watched it. So I'm excited to see what they do for Money in the Bank. They're starting on the bottom floor of WWE headquarters. They're moving out of WWE headquarters and moving somewhere else. So they're probably going to fuck that building up. <laughs> so that'll be fun it's gonna be to like, watch. It's going to be like um, the commercial, man. Back in the uh, the Attitude commercial, you know, take the Yeah, out. people flying the out the out. window it's and shit. It's going to be just like that shit. Yep. Um, it'd be, it's you know gonna what's going to be fun. What would be fun is that they have some different things, like on each floor. Like if they have somebody there, just like fucking in fear and fuck somebody up. Yeah, I um, want them to like go, somebody to go through a door or a wall and Vince be sitting in his office. Right. And like fire him. <laughs> it's like, and then that person wins money in the bank, so Vince can't fire him because they That's have a contract. Kind of, right? for, yeah, exactly. How dope would that be? That's the kind of shit where like someone breaks through the wall and there's fucking like the boogeyman just sitting there killing <laughs> and shit. This would, you know who would be perfect for this? Orange Cassidy. I was going to. <laughs> who had a great ma- You know what? I want to go back. Maybe he's going to be my wrestler. No. Is it too late? You know what? You know what? I Is was thinking late? about that, but it wasn't. He, it wasn't. It wasn't that great. It was good, but not great. He didn't earn. He's one of the ones ones. that are missing the crowd being there. Oh, 100%. Because his reactions that the crowd would get, he's one of the ones that is hurting. Uh, Like, it's the complete opposite of Asuka. Asuka's shining through with her personality. And Bailey, too. Bailey's doing really, really good shit with her personality coming through. You want to know why? It's because she's not trying to pander to the crowd. And she does the cheap heat. So where the, the like when there's a crowd, she's sitting on the crowd, sitting on those right next to by those side rails, and that's where she was getting her heat from. And it's a cheap heat; and it's forced. Now it's forcing her to be like a legit heel and like make that come through with her promos and her actions. And that's what's that's what's making it elevate for her, and that's why she's shining through with this. Yeah. Um. So you got money in the bank in a couple weeks. You got double or nothing coming up. Uh, that's pretty much it for all we got. Uh, there was some some news this weekend about Velveteen Dream, and I will say this. I don't know how you feel about it, Marty. I'm not going to comment on it until all the facts come out. Like it's The allegations are serious, obviously, and there's people that are saying, you know, I hope it's not true, and I think it's a lie, or he's a piece of shit one way or the other. And I'm just like, let's just wait. Because you never know. So, as far as I'm concerned, we're not going to talk about it until we know what happened. And then, we'll comment on it. I feel most comfortable like that. What do you think? That's fine for me. 
Well, Marty, if you uh, ain't got anything else, we'll get out of here. So, with all this going on, like I just I just remembered this this morning because I saw an article. Uh, John Moxley is still the you know U.S. champion for the fucking New Japan. Is he really? Yeah, he's still the fucking champion. Like his last match was like New Beginning when he uh, when he fought Suzuki, and he has and everything closed down like right after that. But apparently he's like a challenge has been thrown out there, or like, not so much a challenge, but somebody's come out and said like I want I want to fight him at MSG in August when that all comes through at Wrestle Dynasty, and your boy Zack Saber Jr. wants to beat that ass up in MSG this year for that title. Now that he lost his Brit, you know his um, what's that the British Openweight Championship. Um, so I don't know. I was like, "Oh shit, fuck!" Moxie's still the United States champion. Well, you know, New Japan's really the one thing I like about them is they'll take the title from you, like <laughs> if you don't make a date or something like that. But with this, you know, they can't really because nobody's they're wrestling. Completely closed. Yeah, they're they are one hundred percent shut yeah. down. So that's uh, I I had no clue he was still the U.S. champion. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Man, he's had a good year. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking Moxley Two Belts or Johnny exactly, Two Belts. Exactly. They How is that a- not a shirt yet on Pro a- Wrestling Tees? AEW needs to start walking, like letting his ass walk out with those titles. I mean, I would if I was him. Fuck it. I'll rock Yeah, that I mean, he's got a big interview coming up this week, too, on AEW. They, they've been promoting where he's finally going to talk. Um, he beat Hager already, right? Yeah. That, yeah, that was like, yeah. Wow. Well, he, a- yeah, it, 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 last week. Not this week, the week before. What a waste of a big time match, I guess. So I've always I've been saying like, dude, like Hager never talks. Why doesn't he talk? And then this week's bubbly bunch. I was like, oh, they made him such a little bit. I I enjoyed the segment, but they made him such a little bitch. That's why he doesn't talk. (laughs) The bubbly bunch. Fuck Sammy Guevara. Jericho's he's, killing it too right now. He is, but Jericho's always killing it. We talked about before. Like Jericho's killing it both. In the inner circle, in wrestling, and then as commentary. Like, there's three different aspects of Jericho that we get on AEW, and it's fantastic all the way around. Yeah, Jericho's... But that's why, uh, that's why he's Jericho. Yep. That's why a lot of y'all call him the GOAT. I don't. But a lot of y'all do. We really need to do an episode on a rehash of of the episode we did a year or two ago where people called in and... We gave our top 10 because there's arguments out here that The Rock isn't the greatest of all time. And I don't wipe my ass them arguments. A lot of people think just because he didn't wrestle but seven years, he's not qualified. Like, why? Because imagine if The Rock would have stayed around 15 years. He'd be a 20-time champion by now. Man. And have made so many people. Unlike Triple H, who's been around for fucking 50 years and hadn't made anybody. He's just fucking coattailed off everybody else. Everybody else gives him the rub. He's I, never I saw been the guy. Day. I can't. I can't remember who posted it or somewhere. But I saw it somewhere on, on wrestling Twitter, and it was like, "Who's the smartest wrestler <clears throat> of all time?" And people are like, "Oh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. This, this." I'm like, "Oh, fucking Triple H. He fucking married the boss's daughter." He said, "I'm gonna marry her, and I ain't gonna go no. I I ain't ever gonna be on no chopping block. My ass ain't going nowhere." I'm right here. I'm going to get my place right there next to Vince. That's another show we need to do. Um, and I know you disagree on it, but 
We need to talk about the greatness of Brock Lesnar too. Like his that. his place in history because you can go back and look at his body of work even I, though I've, people have, I've told you, like I can't stand what he's done as far as like obviously the title not being there and stuff like that, but I I've I've come out and said like I respect what he's done in the ring. Uh, I can't stand the guy. I think he's a douche, but you can't take yeah, absolutely. You can't take away what the guy's done since day one. Man, if you go look back at his first run in WWE and all the like goofy shit he was doing with Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero and all that, 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 Kurt, that Kurt Angle match, my goodness. Which the feud that they had on yeah. SmackDown when SmackDown and Raw did the draft, like the feud between them, where it was just two badass amateur wrestlers, like I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you, and they just kept trading the title back and forth. Like that was fantastic. Um, and then, you know, he did a little racial shit with Eddie Guerrero, but at the end of the day, Brock doesn't lose to people he doesn't want to lose to and lost to Eddie Guerrero for the world title. Um, who knows the story behind it? Brock might've picked him. Maybe Vince picked, who knows, but Brock agreed to it. Um, so I don't know, man, Brock's just, his body of work is really good and people, all they see is, well, he's never there. Yeah, but when he is there, the shit's important. He's a fucking eight-time champion. That's about, it? About to be nine. It seems well, like more than that. That's because he has a title for like year and two-year times. Yeah. But if uh, you got nothing else, Marty, let's go ahead and get out of here for the Randy Moss episode. <laughs> <laughs> Again, check out the Trivomania that we did. Which I got on, the alert a little while ago. Looks like it's the video is posted up on their Patreon account, so you can actually watch the the video. Um, check that out. Check out Boot to the Face. If you listen to this still, and you're at the end, and you're on the iPhone, go click on our page. Give us a rating. I put that out earlier. Like, what do we got to do to give people to get people to rate us? I mean, I'm not blowing anybody, so. <laughs> I'm just asking you, go give us a rate. It doesn't have to be. If you don't think we're five stars, give us an honest rating. But we need more ratings on there. It's supposed to help the algorithm and shit like that. So do that for you boys. Tune in next week. It'll be episode 85. We're not going to name it after a football player because fuck George Kittle or Antonio Gates or who else is 85? Greg Jennings. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. (laughs) This motherfucker. Any Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, yeah, tune in next week. It'll be episode 85. This is episode 84. I'm Chris Rucker from Marty Vasquez. This has been Boot to the Face. Peace.